0: Aileen, and welcome to episode 57 of The Music Room. I'm excited to talk to you today about self-care for music teachers. I actually received this question on my website. If you go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash Ask Aileen without any spaces. That's mrsmiraclesmusicroomcom Aileen, Then you can record yourself asking a question, and then the question may be featured on the podcast. So I will go ahead and play the question. So this question is from Maribel Holtz, and this is what she asked: What are some of your favorite ways to give yourself moments of self-care throughout the school day, as well as outside of school hours? So I'm going to be honest. I haven't always loved the phrase self-care. It became a buzzword a while ago, and I've noticed it's just part of my personality. When I hear something that's like a buzzword or like a, a buzz phrase, I shy away from it for for a while until I can kind of come to understand on my own why it's important and what it means to me. So. I think also why I kind of shied away from it is because I'm not really into the typical version of self-care, so often when I hear people talking about self-care, they're talking about massages and pedicures and spa days, and while all of that is fun to me, it's just not something that I seek out as a means of relaxation. So I think we need to think about what self-care means. It's going to mean something different for each person, but if we look at the definition of self-care through the lens of taking time to do something just for yourself, and/or taking time to do something you enjoy, I think we can get some clarity around what that means for us. What doesn't it mean? I think you know sometimes those of us who are um, really into our to-do list and into checklist. Sometimes we can think of self-care as, well, I got a lot done on my to-do list and I was able to check things off. Yes, that feels good for sure. So I guess in a way you're kind of taking care of yourself because you're you're getting something off your list and it makes you feel better. And that's great. But I don't think that we should define self-care primarily as that because it's, you know, going back to that definition of what does self-care mean? Taking time to do something just for yourself and taking time to do something you enjoy. Yes, you might enjoy checking things off a list, but let's think deeper than that. What brings you joy and what brings you relaxation? So I'll start first with what it means for me. Again, this is a very personal thing. It will be different for each person. So Maribel's question was about both outside the school day and during the school day. So outside the school day, What it means for me is reading for fun. That's something that I have always enjoyed and in recent years have gotten so busy that I just stopped reading. And when I have picked up a book and have read just for fun, it just relaxes me It makes me feel so much better. And I think it's so easy for us in our busy world to just tell ourselves, oh, I'm just too busy for that. But if it brings you joy and if it brings you relaxation, then you should do it. Another thing that uh, I think self-care can mean for me and maybe for some of you as well is just watching some shows, some TV shows that are just for fun. And these may be guilty pleasure shows and maybe they're not, but like I love watching The Bachelorette and I know it's, you know, it's silly and it's, you know, the people often don't end up together afterwards, whether it be The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but I just really enjoy watching it. So You know, don't feel guilty if there's a show that you just really love to watch and other people might roll their eyes at you. If you know it just makes you relax and it brings you joy and it brings some silliness into your day, then go ahead and watch it. Another thing that it means for me is listening to music, again, just for fun. Um, so again, in our busy lives, sometimes we forget to do that. We forget to just listen to music. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic right now, like my husband and I really like to go to concerts and check out bands and we're not able to do that right now. So I have been trying to, you know, if I'm putting away laundry or if I'm cleaning, Just asking Alexa to play a playlist for me or to play an artist that I know I enjoy and whose music I find relaxing and just listening to that music, I can sense like the weight on my shoulders or the um, stress that I have dissipating a little bit. It doesn't completely make it go away, but it does dissipate it. And that is part of self-care. And the last thing I want to mention about outside the school day is meditating. Um, I have used the Headspace app before, and I actually just found out that it's free for educators, which is amazing. I actually need to make sure that I am on the premium plan now through um, the educator discount. I really enjoy using Headspace. It's a very structured way to do meditation. You don't, of course, have to use that. You could use whatever means that you want. And maybe you haven't tried meditation for yourself. If you haven't tried it, but you're curious, I think Headspace is a great place to start. I would also recommend uh, Gabby Bernstein is a really great resource for meditation. She has YouTube videos and she's on Instagram and she often just suggests a very simple meditation that can be really helpful. So those are my go-to's for my own self-care, which of course might look different from yours and that's outside the school day. But if we're looking at during the school day, um, again, my school day may look a little different than yours right now. I am teaching from home. I'm teaching the students who are 100% virtual. So part of self-care for me at home includes creating boundaries, which can be hard when you are teaching from home. So one of the ways that I have been creating those boundaries is to try to be done at a certain time. So whether that be four o'clock or you give yourself some extra time and go to 4.30 or five, just saying at this time I'm done with schoolwork and I will start it again tomorrow. Working from home can be really tricky like that because you are always at home, so you are in your workspace all the time. So to kind of, I think the lines get blurred a little bit between work and school. So I've been trying to say at a certain time, like 4 or 4.30 or whatever, okay, I'm done for today with schoolwork and I'm going to move on to something else. I'm going to spend time with my family or whatever that might be. Another thing that really applies to any situation, whether you are teaching from home or you're in school, is to say no more often. I don't remember where I heard this first, but I've heard a saying, uh, the gist of it is, if it's not a hard yes, it's a no. Sometimes we are asked to do things like be on a committee or do this extra thing, or help out with this extra thing. And those of us who are people pleasers want to say yes to everything. But I love this saying, I love going back to that. If it's not a hard yes, it's a no. So if you are asked to help out on a committee, or present a workshop, and you're not thrilled with the idea of maybe presenting professional development to your staff or um being on a committee for uh best practices at school or whatever that is if you aren't in love with the idea it's okay to say no and if you want to use the excuse of i'm trying to set more boundaries And this is not something that I think I can handle at this time or I can manage at this time. That's fine. But you also can say no without anything else. It's okay to just say thank you so much for thinking of me. But no, not at this time. And then another thing with creating boundaries is just not feeling the need to seek out opportunities. I don't know if any of you are like me, but that has been a flaw of mine. In a way, it can be a strength to seek out opportunities to do things that are beneficial, but sometimes it can be a little bit too much. And then you end up adding things to your plate just because it's something that sounds cool instead of it's something that you can manage at this time. Another way that I have been trying to take care of myself during the school day is to not multitask. Often we think of multitasking as a good thing, you know, oh, we're getting a lot accomplished when we're sitting down. But studies have actually shown that every time you switch between tasks, you lose 20% productivity. So let's say you're sitting down to answer some parent emails and then you see a different email come in or you realize, oh, I was supposed to send out a letter and you switch to creating the letter for parents or for whatever that might be. And then while you're working on the letter, you realize, oh, I have to write a first grade lesson. And then you switch to that task. Each time you switch between tasks, you lose 20% productivity. So you are really actually taking care of yourself by not doing that. Just try to be focused on the one thing you are doing, especially, you know, if you're at school and you have your 30 minutes of planning or an hour of planning or whatever you have. If you keep switching between tasks, then At the end of your planning, you might feel like, well, I didn't really get anything done because I didn't complete anything. It is much better to just sit down and work on that one task. Check it off your list and then start working on another. A really great strategy that I just heard on a different podcast is if you are working on something, let's say you're working on those parent emails and then you realize, oh, I have to write a first grade lesson. I completely forgot about that. I have to write that. What you could do is just have a pad of paper next to your desk or on your desk, next to your computer, wherever. And if you think of something that you need to do, but you don't want to stop what you're currently doing, you just jot it down on that piece of paper. So you jot down on your piece of paper, first grade lesson, and you keep working on those emails. Then when you're done with the emails, then you do the first grade lesson. And I have started doing that and it is really helpful because it's surprising to me how many other things flow into your mind when you're really paying attention to your thought stream. <laughs> so I'm working on something and all these other things are kind of bombarding me and it would be so easy to just switch to those other tasks, but I've been writing them down instead and then I feel like I'm a lot more productive and I'm also taking care of myself. Another way to take care of yourself during the school day is simply to not feel guilt and to give yourself grace. If you don't get something done during the school day, that's okay. Unless it's something with a hard deadline, just add it to your next day's list and don't feel guilty about it. And something that I definitely want to say is that I feel like there are a lot of teachers in general, and I know music teachers, are feeling guilty right now that your kids are behind that is perfectly okay no one should be expecting your kids to be on track right now especially since many of you are hybrid teaching where you're actually seeing kids half the time in what world would anyone expect you to be on track when you're seeing them half the time it's okay Give yourself the grace and take care of their needs first. They they just want to interact with you. They want to build those relationships with you. And of course, your content is important, but it's okay that you don't get through everything. I'm actually going to link to a great video in the show notes. So if you go to my show notes, they're at Mrs. Miracles Music Room.com, and then you can click podcast. And then you can find episode 57. So this video is actually from the superintendent of Hilliard City Schools, which is near Columbus, Ohio. And the video speaks to this exact issue that kids need us right now. And it's okay that you don't get through everything. But he says it much more eloquently than I do. And it's really powerful. So I highly recommend that you go check that video out. And then also you could do meditation during the school day. Um, It could just be something a little bit simpler than listening to a a headspace, right? So Gabby Bernstein, I mentioned before, she has this really great meditation um, where she says to herself, peace begins with me. I believe I'm saying that right. I think it's peace begins with me. And as she says it, she puts her thumb and first finger together for the word peace, Her thumb and her second finger together for begins, her thumb and her third finger together for with, and her thumb and her pinky together for me. Peace begins with me. I was actually feeling quite stressed out the other day, and I just did this a few times and again, immediately felt less stressed out and I felt a little bit of the weight lifted. So just doing something like that, you know, you don't have to go get a massage, although if you can, go for it. That's awesome. But you don't, don't feel like you have to do something fancy like, you know, going to the spa or getting a massage. You can do something simple like, you know, outside the school day, reading, listening to music, doing headspace, watching some shows for fun. And then during the school day, um, doing something simple like the peace begins with me, creating those boundaries, trying not to multitask and not feeling guilty. So I would love for you to just think about what it means for you. Again, think about what do you enjoy? What have you always loved to do, but you haven't done lately? For me, that was reading and listening to music. I hadn't done either one of those things in a while, and both of those those things have really helped me, especially with, as I'm recording this, the election happened last week, and it was a very stressful time for a lot of us. And just dealing with the pandemic and everything, all the uncertainty about school, really try to reflect on what you have always loved to do, but you haven't done lately, and what brings you peace. All right, so we'll talk about what I'm consuming. (music) So lately, I have been watching a lot of Seesaw tutorials and visiting the Seesaw for Music Teachers Facebook group, which I can link to in the show notes. Um, It's a treasure trove of information about Seesaw. And since in our virtual learning program, kindergartners are using Seesaw exclusively. And also some of the first and second grade teachers are, are also using Seesaw. I have been creating a lot of Seesaw activities, But I'm just teaching myself and what happens when I teach myself I'm techie enough to be dangerous like I Get excited about something and start diving into it. And then I don't learn all of the features fully (laughs) Until I watch some tutorials. So I have just searched on YouTube for seesaw tutorials and a lot of them are done by General classroom educators, but the seesaw from music teachers Facebook group has been awesome For example, I just learned in that group that if you want to make a drag and drop uh, seesaw where they're like, you know, clicking or moving images, then you can actually copy and paste them from another program. So instead of just dragging and dropping, instead of just having them move like text boxes, which is what I thought you could do, you can have them move like clip art that you've purchased or that you've downloaded by just copying them from PowerPoint or whatever and then pasting them into Seesaw. Life-changing, I'm so excited about this. So it's been fun to just watch tutorials to see how other people are using it and then just visiting that group to see what else people are doing with it. And once I have more of a handle on Seesaw, I'll make sure to blog about it more and maybe also podcast about it more. Thank you so much for listening today. I know this was a short little one, but I just wanted to give you a reminder about self care in these stressful times. In the next podcast episode, which should be in two weeks, I will be discussing another question from the Ask Aileen page, which is about steady beat and rhythm and how to have students differentiate between the two. Again, if you would like to ask me a question, you can go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash ask Aileen, and you can ask your question and it might be featured on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today and have a wonderful day.